2: Another night, another low for the Padres. Um, You know, it's been embarrassing, and that's not just us saying it. Obviously, it's Manny Machado who spoke with Kevin A.C. I think he realized he made a mistake yesterday because he spoke with Kevin before the game. It was lengthy. There's a lot of quotes um, that Kevin published tonight after this loss. He says, yeah, I'm embarrassed how I've been playing. I think we're all embarrassed. But, you know, I prefer to hear that than him saying he doesn't have any time for, you know, this fan base and for the media. But, I mean – what can be salvaged at this point? I mean, what, what can be salvaged of this season for a team that's eight games out of the final wildcard spot in the National League? If I'm talking quiet, it's because my son is still awake. He should be sleeping. But John and Jim with you here on the Wrap-Up Show. Please subscribe if you are here. Year-round exclusive Padres content. Smash the like button for us, even though the Padres have not been very likable recently. You can follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim SD. We appreciate the Supers. We see them that have already rolled in. Carlos, thank you those that have contributed with the super chats. We really do appreciate it. We'll get to all of them. If you want to make sure we see your comment, if you want to support our work, if you want to change the direction or narrative of the conversation, you can always do so by uh, clicking the dollar sign below the chat box. You can become a member, by the way, by clicking the join button down below. But I mean, deja vu all over again, as Yogi Berra would say, same old story, no run support for Blake Snell, no offense, no life, no fight. It and you said this on Twitter, and I, I think we could start there. Like, do you have faith? Do you have faith that they could possibly turn this around in the final half of the year? I don't know, Jim. If I, it's it's hard to keep that
1: faith right now. It really is. Oh, yeah. It's, it's at a point of the season <clears throat> with how they've played with, you know, honestly, if you're a fan of this team and you say you've given up, I can't blame you. <laughs> I really can't. Uh, this team has – no heart, no soul, no fight. As Manny Machado said, I'll reiterate it: they're an embarrassment. Um, all the, all of the above. Every single thing that you could say about this team, and I've already said it. Uh, I said it on what was it Monday? I think it was Monday, and put out a video on John and Jim. And it's just plain and simple: they're not fun. They're not exciting. There's no redeeming qualities. They're annoying to watch um, it's just frustrating. I mean, does anybody here in the chat like get excited to watch Padre's baseball right now no and 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 honestly, it hasn't really been exciting to watch all year long. It's just been frustrating and annoying that's that's what this team is and hey, if you believe that they're gonna turn around just like that um more power to you because. Uh, you must be watching a different baseball team because the baseball team I'm watching has, is, is a team with you know just going through the motions at times. No fight. There, there's nothing there. They're an embarrassment. Um, and it's now, like we talked before this, John, I mean, we might be going a full month, me and you, talking about where should Blake Snell be traded to. And like what teams are the best possible landing spots for prospects. Like we might go full prospect mode here and see who has the best prospects out there if that are in contention and where could Josh Hader and Blake Snell go? Cause as of right now, I'm tired of talking about this stupid fucking team. They're annoying as shit and they're not fun and they're an embarrassment and they have no fight and they're a joke right now. For me, I mean, here's the thing for me tonight, the way I feel
2: about it, having watched this and, lived through this with all of you over the last 80 games for me tonight. It's not really pile on night. It's like, this is the night where it all sinks in. This is real. Yeah, like this is, this is who they are. Um, So, and that's frustrating, honestly, like that, that that I, it's finally come to the point where like, there's no savior. There's nothing saving this thing. It's Uh not that, I'm not going to say it's impossible. I've watched sports way too long to say that I've seen stupid things happen and, and anything is possible. But I'm also—I've always been a realist. If you guys have watched this or listened to me on the radio, I mean, I—it's—it's going to take a lot, and it's—it's going to be very improbable. Um, They're eight. What games I was going to say, what the eight games have a playoff spot, but what I was going to say is, um, the, here's the thing: if 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 the writing's on the wall for me, if I'm caught with like, hey, like reality hit me in the face today that this is not, this is not going to turn out well. I just hope it's hit Peter Seidler and A.J. Preller and they don't do something to chase down something that doesn't exist. This team's a mirage. Mm -hmm. This team isn't real. This team is fake. This team may have potential if you played 400 games. I don't know, but they're not going to. I mean, they've played 80, so why would it be much different in the final 82? There is no option other than moving Blake Snell and moving Josh Hader, and I'll look at the rest of the roster – Over the next, you know, handful of days as well, and tell you who they need to move. Now, I say that with the caveat that they are who they are right now in 27 games, which is how many games there are between now and the trade deadline. But 27 games, I mean, you know, even if they played well, like 17 and 10, that's really good baseball for the way they've played. They'd be, you know, a game over 500. They'd still be well out of a playoff spot. So, I think if you're AJ Preller and Peter Seiler, you gotta you gotta really look at what benefits the organization moving forward, and you gotta not punt necessarily, but you absolutely need to have one eye towards 2024 because your 2023 team
1: is playing like they're playing for 2024 too. The writing's on the wall. It's just can Peter Seiler read that writing and actually understand and know that, like you said, it's this is who they are. They're fake. They're No heart, no soul. Like They're just going through the motions. And it would be a disservice to the organization if you weren't truthful with yourself about this year and stop having this false hope that this could be a World Series team. It's just, I don't feel that. And you don't feel that. And I'm sure a lot of people don't feel that as well. And honestly... Probably inside that clubhouse, they don't feel that. They, they might be looking at like, hey, we could, but it doesn't. I have two eyes. I watch. You watch. What do you see on the field? You don't see a team that wants to fight back. They went down 2 nothing tonight, and it was like – And they never that, scored that, two runs. That literally was the game.
2: And, and it's like it doesn't matter if it's good pitching. And by the way, tonight they faced really good pitching. Mitch Keller's good. But it's like, okay, well, when you face good pitching, you're not good. When you face bad pitching, if you go down, you aren't good the Pirates bullpen that you saw the stats folks on whatever the channel's name is now. MLB San Diego Padres is the 30th best bullpen in baseball this year. Mm -hmm. And the bullpen tonight is three scoreless innings. Now I get it. They had a lead and then it was a large lead, but it really is some deja vu all over again. You've lost. This is the reality of the situation. I see some of the comments coming in. We're going to start with the supers in 30 seconds, but the reality of the situation is this. You've lost four consecutive games to the nationals and the
1: pirates you're seven games under 500 and you you're six oh, six. sorry is that right yeah there's six games under they're 500 six. They're and
2: they're behind the pirates in the national yeah. league yeah but so you're six games under 500 but the reality is don't even look ahead if you start looking at what the, who, what they still have to do in the second half of the season and where they still have to go and the trips that don't even do it because if they can't beat the nationals and the pirates are they really going to win series against the Dodgers and the Giants and the Diamondbacks and in Philadelphia? I mean, maybe, maybe they're capable of doing something that I don't think we're, we think they're capable of doing. Rocket, thank you. Um, if you guys are here, subscribe. We have year round exclusive Padres content for you. We might hit 5,000 subscribers in the next 24 hours because of you guys. If yeah. you wouldn't mind subscribing if you are here live or on replay, we really do appreciate it. Appreciate the Supers as well. Great way to support the work we do and a great way to make sure we get your comment. Rocket, thank you for your support of this channel. Rocket says, I said it last night, snail quality start and absolutely any lack of run support. Bad enough, I was inhaling smoke in my lungs. At least Manny had time today. He he certainly did. You saw the quotes, Jim, in Kevin's article? Yeah, the embarrassing quotes. Man, there's even more. I mean, there's a lot of quotes. There's a lot. Hey, he get, just says I, that we got three months to do it. There's a sense of urgency. Can we do it? Yeah.
1: I credit, hey, credit Manny for talking tonight or whenever you talk to Kevin. Before the game. Before the game. Okay. So you're right. I think it was like a hey man. Yeah, like my bad. I, I got you. Like, what do you want? Ask me anything you want, type yep. of thing. So I give him credit for that. And yep, uh, I agree. And I give credit for Manny for being truthful and being honest here. Like, hey, like this is an embarrassment. You know, <laughs> it is not sugarcoating it at all. Um, but again, just because Manny, you know, has the, you know, right quotes doesn't mean that he necessarily can be the right guy to lead this team in that clubhouse. Cause mm-hmm. none of us are in there. We don't know what's going on in there. Um, and he has had a shit year I mean, tonight, just again, like he just, there was one pitch he struck out on. That was like seven inches. Terrible. Of play. It, was it was terrible, terrible. Yeah. It was I mean, not his fault. Terrible his by fault. the umpire. But when you're bad, you're not going to get yeah. any calls and you aren't going to be on the right side of luck at all. You're always going to be unlucky. Like tonight, the bunt. I mean, just yep. You're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. That's right. When, when you're a shitty team, it's always going to go bad for you. That's just the way it goes. So, you know, if Manny doesn't doesn't turn this thing around by him, like if he doesn't, if he doesn't start hitting, it's not going to be a Team that's gonna win much much games. It's just not. They are in a situation where they almost need like a miracle type of finish.
2: I would say um I think it's an interesting word to use because I don't think you're far off. I don't know if it's yet there, but man, it's getting close close. to not a miracle, but not a miracle with literally eighty games. I mean, everything needs to go right many. Everything needs to go right. Right. And it's not just like Yeah, I mean, there really is. There's a lot. I'm talking about everything needs to go right, not just in the clubhouse, but like preller has got to make the right decisions, siler has got to make the right decisions, Bob Melvin's got to make the right decision. The right decision. The right dec- I mean, everyone's been accountable for some of the mess that we've seen play out on field. Jim will be back, presumably. Um, Carlos, thank you for a series of supers that are coming in. Carlos is a huge supporter of this channel. He's a diehard Padres fan, and he's frustrated. We get it. Um, so Carlos, thank you. says, yes, you can blame A.J. or Melvin, like I have in the past, but at the end of the day, it lies in the players. Nobody thought that this was um, – thought that this – why am I an idiot? Nobody thought that with this lineup, we would be this abysmal. I blame the players. Um, right now, you have to blame the players for like what Bob Melvin said yesterday. Like, you'd think we'd have a little bit more spirit in us when we took a 3 nothing lead. Um, Bob Melvin doesn't have the answers. He's trying to say everything to make this thing work. Yeah, I think first and foremost right now, it does feel like the players are
1: kind of just content – to be in this spot yeah they're just they're fine i mean they're upset but being upset and it's not going to change anything they need to go and do it so yeah it's on the players 100% here um manny machado Jake Cronworth, xander bogarts i mean everybody on this team offensively besides Tatis and soto have just been shit i'm all and mean? i got Kim's yeah. Kim's been pretty good this year. He's been he's been actually better than both Xander and Manny. But I mean everyone else is just shit. They just are shit.
2: Yeah, I mean it's the same thing with Machado. It's like I mean he's he's this like soft one for four every single night, it feels like. I mean, just no real progress, no power. Um if Xander Bogart's had the two out RBI hit, they made a two one game today. You're thinking well, maybe that's the hit
1: that gets them going. But no, and you saw I mean you saw from Xander there, like a, a different type of like fist pump. That was a like fine, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. And then when I think Connor Joe hit, bases loaded, hit that ball in the shallow center, or whoever mm-hmm. did, you saw Xander just go, Oh, yeah, you know, the whole team was just like, Oh, it was over. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, Pittsburgh I mean, that's a one
2: in 12 in their last 13 games, and they've embarrassed you back to back nights. I mean, what
1: else can you say about that? I mean. That's an indictment on your team when you know that a two-run single with the bases loaded is game over. To make it yeah. four-one or yeah. whatever and it was, maybe. I mean two nothing felt like game over. Um,
2: Carlos, thank you. When, when whomever was Carlos Santana, no relation, hit a ball four hundred twenty feet off Blake Snell. Um, Carlos, thank you. Says they look so indifferent at the plate, nonchalant, no fight, no life. Even when they're winning, it's their you know BS approach that bails them out with a home run. I mean, we're not even seeing that. We're not. I mean, look at the last four games of ineptitude on offense, right? I don't even have them in front of me. Yesterday was
1: a joke. Saturday, no runs. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, no runs. Sunday wasn't good. It was, what, three runs? I don't know. They were down eight one. No, it was three, it was three runs on Sunday. It was zero runs on Saturday because we were there. We didn't see anything. Four runs yesterday. Four runs yesterday and one run today. Yeah, it's not good. These are bad teams. I mean, you're, you're getting your ass kicked. I mean, these like and here's the thing too. What did I say? The pitching is not gonna hold up all year.
2: Well, you the pitching's not gonna be
1: unscored upon all games. I know. You're you're gonna have stretches where you need to pick up the pitching staff. And the bullpen is going through a massive rough patch right here. And you're got you're having guys in there that you have no clue what the fuck they came from, and the offense can't pick anybody up ever. It's a bad combination. Yeah.
2: Um, Carlos, thank you again. He says, uh, still think we can't be sellers. We mortgage our future and we have to play with what we have. Don't see how they turn it around, but can't blow it up yet. I don't see how you can't not be sellers. If, if you hold, if you hold at the deadline, tell me who else would be on a one or two year deal. But if you hold hater and if you hold who else, Snell at the deadline, what are we doing then? They literally will never wear a Padres uniform ever again, to the best of our knowledge, unless contract extension talks are going on and they're not. Um, they'll never wear a Padres uniform again in their lives past October 2nd or whatever the final day of the regular season is. You're gonna hold to prove what point to see, well, maybe this team's capable of going 51 and nine down the stretch. They're not. <laughs> they're not capable of the best 60 game stretch of baseball history. Maybe this team could play 40 and 20 down the stretch. No we have to be honest and if you're the general manager that's your job to to weigh the pros and the cons to be a realist with what you have now if over the next 27 games they all of a sudden look like a real team and they go you know 18 and 9 we can have that conversation absolutely then you're not selling you wouldn't sell if they go 18 and 9 the next 27 games i don't know what they would buy but no, if this continues to play out for the next month, then if you don't sell, I feel like you're being negligent towards the organization, to be honest. 100%. Just looking right now
1: at some contracts. Okay. The, I yeah. mean, you got to, you got yeah, two guys. Kim, it's him. Am I wrong? Well, Kim's not an unrestricted free agent until No, he's
2: got one year left after this deal. He's that I'm saying he's got value. I'm moving players that have value that aren't going to be here in my future. Okay, then if I, I, can I would get do? if I can get something
1: for Hassan Kim, I'd consider it. I would go Snell, obviously. I would trade hater, obviously. I think you can get something for Hassan Kim. And I think you could get something for Nick Martinez, too. Uh, he had a shitty game He's a series but, of one-year deals. So essentially, he, they'd be just running him. Yeah. So I, I think you could get... Well, he's at club options and shit, so you're really weird yeah. deal. But, hey, I mean, you got to try at least to, to get something here. And I think you could get a pretty good haul for Blake Snell. I think you could, you could get a pretty good haul for Josh Hader. Who knows with Kim and who knows with, like, a Martinez, but... I think you get a good amount back for. I mean, Again, if I'm going to sell Kim, I'm going
2: to do it at the absolute peak. So who's who's off limits here? Like who who well, are you? It's no, not, not even off limits. They're untradable players on this roster. Well, let's true. be honest. You're right, there's, there You're are right. literally, and we don't even need to entertain it. We don't even have to. There's untradable players on this team, and they're I stars. Yeah, um, I, I think that. Because the, okay, so the four untradable slash stars, I mean, maybe Soto, maybe you can, you can put Soto in that conversation. Say, do, we you, have an, do you consider Soto? We can have an hour long conversation with, him. I don't, I would never, because I can't do that. My fan base has been too good to me. I'm drawing 3 million fans and I got to, I'm not, I'm not rebuilding. Man, people would riot, dude, but you got to think about the organization and. Well, the organization, I got to think about 2024. That's got to matter to me. And he's a part of my 2024 that I know. And I can move him in 2024, by the way. And I can get something real for him, even at the deadline as a rental. I can get something real for him, even at the deadline as a rental. Um other than that, there's no I mean the, the Carpenters and the Grishams and the Sanchezes, and you know who you could move, obviously, is Michael Waka. You could move Michael Waka,
1: yeah. Now again, you're not bright. gonna move all we're not saying hey, you're gonna move seven players. What about yeah, you're not gonna do that, but there are there, there's options here. Yeah. So like like Seth Lugo. Is he a guy right. that you can root? Exactly. Of course. Absolutely. Um, now, what's the value there? I, I don't know. But absolutely, I think Blake Snell and Josh Hader.
2: I mean, my most interesting, uh, I think for me, the most compelling name, of course, Juan Soto is the most compelling name. Everyone wants to talk about it. I don't want to have that conversation. We could have it if people want to. For me, the most compelling name is Hassan Kim. He's affordable. He's only got one year on his deal after this. He's really been a good asset that's improved offensively and defensively in his three seasons. Do you see him in your future? I mean, you're going to have him here. You're going to resign this guy. You're going to give him the Jay Cronenworth deal. I don't see it. So if you're not giving him the Jay Cronenworth deal, then get max value for Hassan Kim. And we can, you can live to see another day. I mean, is that your prototypical right side of an infield, Hassan Kim and Jay Cronenworth? No, it's not. So maybe sell off a piece at a high value and. Figure it out on the other side.
1: Here's the whole problem with this whole thing. Is in theory, it makes total sense. But I don't trust AJ Preller to trade for the right pieces. I just don't. And even if he did, I don't trust him to develop those guys at all. I don't. So if he traded for... Man, no, that's couple, fair. If he traded for a couple high good high prospects from other organizations, I don't trust him to develop those guys to be... Anything? What if he's know. not the
2: one developing them? Now you're right because he might be the ultimately the one that that makes the trade. Someone has to make the trades, and he's not being let go. But if the Padres make some, I don't know, smart decisions at the deadline, led by Preller's leadership or something. I don't. I mean, we're not. We're again. I'm not moving Juan Soto because it's a lame duck GM. That's another reason. But can I move Hassan Kim and get some mm-hmm. mid tier? You know, can I get a top ten prospect or two for Hader? And Snell and Kim, the answer is yes. Now, are you going to pick the right players that can perform here? That's a a fair point. Jury's out. But get these players in-house. If this team doesn't live up to expectations, which it won't, and you make a change, let the next regime develop the players that you traded for. You, You didn't make the blockbuster Juan Soto top five prospect trade that's going to be critiqued for forever. You made a trade to benefit you in the future, hopefully in 2024, and hopefully the future organization can benefit from that.
1: That's how I look at it. I agree. But also, too, you have. I'm afraid that, like, because they put so much equity into this season with Mm -hmm. payroll and trades and everything, are they going to view it as no matter what, we have to try our hardest for the entire season? Like, that is a possibility with this franchise to the point where even if they're still. Six or seven out from a playoff spot on August first or second, that they're going to still try me buyers, because they don't want to give up. They don't yeah, want to say that this. But ain't That's it. A, such a, and I
2: understand it, and I, I think other people are going to have similar sentiments. But that is a terrible strategy. Like when you when your home is underwater, so to speak. I'm talking financially, not literally. <laughs> you're <laughs> lost you know, like it, it's not coming back when, when well, I you're, know, I, I agree with you. It, like, I, I'm I don't know if they're happening. underwater. I, I'm i not saying they're underwater today and, but they're getting close to being underwater today. But if they're underwater, August 1st, then you're underwater. There's no coming out of it. So it's like, don't, don't be foolish and don't see things the way that others don't see it. Like you got to almost have, you almost have to have a consultant come in and oversee the organization. Be like guys, I mean, what are we looking at here? So then my next question
1: is, do you trust them?
2: No, not particularly. I mean, so I don't, you're
1: damned if you do and you're damned if you
2: don't. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It'll be heavily critiqued, but I'll say this. I prefer that even a non-trustworthy general manager moves players because I'm still thinking about 2020. I'd rather move players that won't be here in 2024 to help me in 2024, no matter who's making that decision. I mean, you're not going to do worse. You're not going to have the players either way. Why wouldn't you acquire talent? if you're not going to have the players either way. Josh Hader is a closer for a team that's five games under 500. What value does he have? That much. Yeah, exactly. Closers
1: on losing teams mean
2: nothing. Nothing. Um, Carlos, thank you. Says, boohoo. Uh, boohoo Manny didn't talk to Kevin last night. I would be super pissed too and wouldn't want to talk neither. I mean, what do you want him to say? It's fair that, right, what are you asking of him? I think that's fair. I mean, I don't know if you were going to get a 30-minute conversation with Manny Machado last night, but to completely blow him off considering the, the way the team has played and he's the leader and he didn't talk Sunday. I mean, he couldn't say something like Kevin, I'm with you. It's unacceptable. And now's not the time we could talk about it tomorrow, but this isn't good. And you know, there's something more that you can say than I have no comment when the fan base I is the time. Yeah. I don't have the time. It's like the fan base. It feels like it's more vested at times than some of these players are.
1: You're the face of the franchise and you're the highest paid player on the team, you have to speak when times are tough. It comes with the territory, whether you like it or not. And if you don't speak, you don't speak, but you gotta like not come off as just, you don't give a fuck. Now I'm not saying he doesn't give a shit. No, he absolutely cares, but you don't want to come off that way. That perception man is reality. Seven out of seven days a week. Like, in the, everywhere perception is reality. And that is the thing with Manny Machado saying what he did. Like you're coming off as looking like a guy that just doesn't give a shit anymore. And people aren't going to take kindly to that when the team is playing this way and you are playing this way and you say those things, it's going to come off looking really bad for you. So just man yeah. up and just talk. And if you got to say some bullshit answers, say some bullshit answers. But also realize that you're the leader of this team and that everyone takes after your lead. And if you're not talking to the media and you're saying, I ain't got no time and this and like, what do you think the other guys in the clubhouse are thinking? Like, fuck, I got to talk for Manny now.
2: It's the same thing, like you said, with like Preller. Do you trust him to make these moves? It's like you're, you're screwed either way. If Manny does speak last night and he says something that someone takes exception to, then it becomes a talking point. And we've done it, I've done it with Manny. I'm Manny and Machado. Um, We'll be effing raking. You know, I mean, you know, so he makes a comment and we react to it. He doesn't make a comment. We react to it. And that's Manny Machado. Guess what? At the end of the day, and this is, this may not be fair. It's not, I get it. But at the end of the day, he sleeps on silk sheets. You know, I mean, it's part of the business. You know, you, you take the good with the bad. The good is he's going to be paid $500 million by this organization. The good is. He's an MVP caliber player. The good is he could be a Hall of Famer. The bad is he's going to be heavily critiqued at times because of his abilities and his leadership and his qualities and his contract. That's how this thing works. It just is how it works. Uh, J.D. Goucher, thank you for the super. He says, do you trade um, within the NL West if there's a good package? That's an interesting conversation. I think it's a very interesting conversation. I mean, I don't think you lock horns with the Dodgers on anything of substance um, ever. Could you make a trade with a team like Colorado? Yes.
1: <laughs> they wouldn't do that, though. But, Why would the Rockies do that?
2: Well, I mean, like, I'll give you an example. Like, you could have some minor, like, who cares? Like, oh, you need a, a left hander reliever and we're 17 games out. The Rockies are a bad example. Oh, Arizona needs a left-handed reliever and, and you're 20 games out. Here's Tim Hill. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. I mean, why, why wouldn't you? I, I don't – why? You're not facing each other. <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, there's, there's there's no reason not to make that trade. If you can get something for Tim Hill um, from the Diamondbacks, that's better than any other team in baseball, and you want to move Tim Hill, then why wouldn't you do it? Are you trading with the Dodgers? Of course not. Are you trading the Giants? Probably yes. not. And like you said, I mean, the Rockies, it doesn't really make any sense. But I'm not like – you can trade with teams in the National League. I think you could trade with teams in the National League West if it was something stupid. You're not going to trade Juan Soto in the NL West. You're not going to trade – freaking josh hater
1: in the nos but you can yeah. move some low level piece and, and here's the thing guys you know i see some people in the chat saying why are we talking about trading players they have 27 games to prove that they can be in this and not or not that's it there, there, there's not three months of the year left there's there's a month left before they have to make decisions on the 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 if this team going to go for it or not who, who doesn't and I, I don't even see it and I, I
2: i guess with with 500 people here live there's some people that think hey there's still time, and I get it. It's not over, over. We're, I'm not putting a fork fork in it. We're just saying if you can fast forward 27 games, they're the same team, roughly. Then why wouldn't you be talking about trading players? You might say, well, it's a little too early, but no, there's only 27 games. To your point, I mean, what are they going to do? Yeah, Go 15 and 12. There's not. 12? There's, it's not great.
1: Thre- there's not three months left. There's two. There's a month before they have to
2: decide. Yeah, there's a four. They got the All Star break; they're off for four days. They got some off days in there. It's not that many games.
1: Yeah, and they're they. And by the way, guys, they start after the all-star break, 10 game road trip. trip. 10 games through Philadelphia, Toronto, and Detroit. That's weird. They play 4 and 3 days in Philadelphia. Yep. They play 3 in Toronto, and then you go to Detroit, and then you come home and you I think you faced the, the Pirates and then um, who else did they face at the end of the month? I mean, that the whole like soft part of our schedule was they just had it. And they fucking it was sucked. June. It was it was. Remember, seventeen and
2: ten month or under five hundred now, in seventeen and yeah. ten month. I think I think they are. I think they're a game under. I, I could be so wrong too. on that.
1: So I mean, they, they dude, they're July. Well, who playing, even cares? That's that's the exact. Yeah, that's that's the point. It's like this is, this is July, okay. Cincinnati this weekend. They're one of the hottest teams in baseball. Yeah. The Angels and you're going to face Otani one of those games. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Mets is a toss up because both these teams are frauds. And then you go a ten game roadie out of the All Star break, mm-hmm. and you come home and you face off against the Pirates team that you just lost a minimum of two or three against, and you face off against the Texas Rangers, who are the one of the best teams yeah. in the American League. And they so they'd like, to,
2: what's a good July? Like, let's be honest with each other. Like, if they yeah. were two games over five hundred in July, that sounds like a pretty pretty nice run based and on the they go, way they played. And
1: then they go to Colorado, where they can't ever. Win there? I well, mean, we
2: could. Ex- I could tell you a reason they would lose to everyone. I could tell you. Well, they go to Kansas City. Yeah. They lost to Kansas City. They go to Washington. They lost. I mean, they they're not good against anyone. So I mean, no. we, so the opponent
1: doesn't matter. But it's the quality of teams that you're playing. You ain't going to be. There's no uh schedule here where you play the Royals. I'm not saying that they haven't because they haven't. You know, but the Royals and the A's and then like the Tigers here. Right. Yeah, You're look, playing- there's not a ten game homestand that's Royals, A's, Tigers that you circle. And by the way, even if you circle it,
2: you know they're not going nine and one. The no. way they're playing now, that they're not set up to go nine and one right. in that
1: theoretical ten game stretch. They're just not. But that's my point is there's no there's no stretches like that for the remainder of the season. And even if there was, it doesn't matter.
2: The way they're I, playing. Um, yeah, Retod, thank you. He says, good news. We really kept Hedges in check today. That's something. Um, four times Austin Hedges yesterday reached base safely. I think the first time he reached base safely four times in the game in five years. Today, Jim, the Padres did excellent work during the two plate appearances of Austin Hedges he was offered to. It was a big part of the strategy tonight. Shut down Hedges, and you shut down
1: the Pirates. That's a good. It, 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 it's uh... But it didn't work. Didn't work. No. I know that on their whiteboard, their keys yeah. to victory was shut They're down like Austin shut, Hedges. Yeah, so like, like keep him out of the paint. Yeah. So they went in back in the clubhouse and they checked off on the whiteboard. We kept Austin Hedges in check. I'm sure they all were excited about that. Oh, I'm sure they
2: were. Um, all right. While well, we have a moment here, we do need to remind you about our partners here on the wrap up show, including our title sponsor on the wrap-up show, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. If you're here, by the way, subscribe. Uh, If you're here, we appreciate the Super Chats. Great way to support the channel. If something's on your mind, if you want to vent, rant, you have a question, comment, you want to control the direction of the show, click the dollar sign below the chat box. If you have insurance needs, you have to contact Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. He's been with us since day one. We can't do this channel without your support, our, our viewers, and we can't do it without Mark. It's as simple as that. He helped us get it off the ground two years ago. He's a great insurance agent. I've got a homeowner's earthquake and life insurance policy with Mark. And he can save you $750 or more just by switching your insurance to him. If it's a new policy, he can talk you through it. You can get a free quote online, Auto Home Business life. He's a San Diegan and a lifelong Padres fan and does business right here in San Diego, California. So if you support our channel, please support our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz. If you want to get to this website and get a free quote, click the link in the description down below. When you call Mark, he'll talk to you about the Padres. You can vent together. He'll do it, I promise. And he will also save you money on your insurance and take it from us. Great service and communication. He will take care of everything. He will save you money. The next time you have a renewal,
1: get in contact with Mark Nimitz. He will save you money. Yep. All his information is above my head. And Nimitz at FarmersAgent.com is how to reach out to him. Uh, When you reach out to him, let him know that John and Jim from the wrap-up show sent you. All right. So thank you, Mark. Let's get back to some of these supers, guys. Padres
2: lose in Pittsburgh. Another like marine layer, gray, rainy night. Pirates seven, Padres one. The Padres are now a half game behind Pittsburgh in the National League. They're closer to the worst team in the National League. Right. And they're closer to last place in the National League than they are to a wild card spot. But not to, again, I'm not even trying. We don't want to pile on tonight. I'm just, it is what it is right now. And can this be figured out or not? Um, It's your boy. Thank you for the super who says uh, Preller front office should be gone. If they want positive changes, new ideas, new way of thinking, look at Cohen with the Mets. He put his team on notice, either win or they're selling by the deadline. He did say that today. I mean, that that is interesting. We talked about the fact that Cohen today said, hey, listen, I'm hiring a president of baseball operations over the GM. That is happening. But you're right. He did say, here's the deal. I'm not saying I'm selling today, but if we don't turn around, we will sell off. We will sell off. He he literally said that today. Will that work, that tactic? I don't know, but we'll find out.
1: Do you think we – Need a Preller like comment or or something from him?
2: Maybe Preller, as opposed to, you know, maybe he's in Denmark watching a shortstop field ground balls. Maybe you go to the clubhouse and say, Hey, kind of now or never, guys. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, do you want me to follow the team around for the next month or do we get ready for the draft? Do we want uh, a Peter Seidler? He's done that before. Has he not? I mean, something. uh, has Peter? Has Peter not shown up? We've seen when things got bad in 2021. I think Peter was in St. Louis. Guess what happened? Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. nearly killed each other. It so it's not going to you know, save anything. But it, okay. I think it. I think publicly it
1: shows. That's right. Hey, they're working on it. I remember that. Yeah, he made the way to St. Louis. It was kind of like their last stand. And that road trip, they got swept by St. Louis, and Manny oh, it was terrible. Ripped Tatis heads and off, and they blew leads in that series. And yeah, it was it was terrible. Amalia, Amalia Pagan gave up a couple. Well, like late anymore. Are you sure? That might have. No, wait. That was not the Pagan game. I think the Pagan game was against was the Dodgers. Died. Like that warm. Yeah. It was just like, what the fuck are we doing here?
2: But the point is, you know, does Preller need to talk just to like publicly angle the. Like it's PR 101. Do you need to hear from Preller? Does he need to be with the team? Do you need to hear from Siler? Does he need to be in the clubhouse? I don't know. We've seen it previously. It's at
1: least something to potentially consider. Um, I don't think. Would, I don't think it would hurt. I think that. It, it it's, I mean, yeah, I don't think it would hurt. I don't think it would hurt if you got a quote from Seidler, and I don't think it would hurt if you got AJ having a scrum with. I mean, now AC is the only freaking reporter on this. Trip. Perfect. So this is the week to do it. So yeah, maybe this maybe this is the time. Like, hey, I need to speak. Like, if you're Peter Seidler, maybe he's like maybe like hey, look, I look, I need to drop all my stuff and I need to go speak and I, well, that's I need to like, do something. That's like Manny. It's like Manny. You need to
2: speak. Like, yeah, somebody's gotta speak. Someone's gotta be accountable for this mess. It's not John and Jim. No, like I can't make excuses every single night. I can't defend we, him every single night. No, um, C- Carlos, thank you. He says Manny being Manny, we know who he is. He's frustrated by how he and the team is playing. AC going on MLB Network to talk about him. Okay, Carlos, um, for first- him
1: wouldn't talk. D- did that happen by the way? I- Carlos, bro. He was asked a question about Manny Machado. He answered a question about Manny Machado. Mm-hmm. He's not going out of his way to shit talk Manny Machado. I know that you probably don't like AC and you know, I probably a lot of people don't like AC here. I get it. But that's not I that's not the case here. That's not that's not the case at all. And uh but we, did you think find- that's why MLB Network reached out? Is that like hey like hey get the S-D-U-T. Let's get the Union Tribune
2: guy on because he had the quote from Manny. Was that the premise of the conversation? No, AC
1: was on MLB Network before last the other night's game. Oh. Yeah. So I don't think Manny watched Kevin talk about AC on. Oh, and then he was, okay, but maybe I got you. I got yeah, you. Like, it's not, come on. He was asked a question about AC. He, or he, was, he was asked a question about Manny, and AC answered the question. Like He's not okay. going on there to like, say, hey, I'm going to shit talk Manny Machado.
2: Yeah, and he's very measured, man, because we have him three times a week on San Diego Sports 760 once with us. He's not overly, he's very cognizant of his words, whether he writes them in the UT, and he'll be criticized at times for some of the things he writes. Just like we're criticized sometimes for some of the things we say. But he's pretty measured in his his radio and TV hits, in my in my experience. And it's been years. We've had Kevin on the air for years. I think right. it's his fourth season doing it. Right. Um, Adrian, thank you. Um, Adrian says, trade the farm one too many times, lacking juice. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's why I'm not saying, hey, go rebuild. I think that's stupid. But to replenish your system because this team isn't going anywhere, I don't see it as a negative. I see it as a positive. You have this weird gap in your system where you got guys in A ball and you don't have guys in double A AA and AAA that can contribute. You have prospects that might be able to contribute in the future in A ball, but you don't have those guys in double A AA or AAA. Go fill this thing up a little bit, not mm-hmm. to mortgage 2024, but maybe to help you in
1: 2024 or 2025. And here's gonna be the fascinating thing is Peter Seidler. Mm-hmm. If he tells if Preller goes to him, be like, hey man this ain't it. Like I I'm trying to try to get something for Snell. I'm going to try to get something for Hader and we're going to replenish for next year. Well, what if Siler's in his mind thinking, yeah, well you ain't going to be here next year. Like, how is he going to approach that? Is he going to tell AJ? Yeah, absolutely do it. Because what if he trades for guys that the new guy doesn't like this? This is a weird, is this such a weird and just but it's not, not good spot for this franchise right but now. But hear me out. you're damned if you do,
2: and you're damned if you don't. Yes and no. But hear me out. If you're moving Juan Soto, great point. Because the new GM could say for forever, oh my gosh, that deal with Tampa, I never would have gone for this, that, and the other. These these four play. You're not trading Juan Soto. Listen, as good as Blake Snell has been, as good as Josh Hader is, they're rentals. You're right, you're right. You're getting a nice piece back because these are really nice contributors right now. These are difference makers, Blake Snell and Josh Hader for another team. I'm selling them like they're the best things that have ever happened to a team that's trying to win a World Series. And I'm going to get a nice piece back. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm not getting everything back for Blake Snell for two months. I'm not. It doesn't work like that. You might be able to get, like I said, a top 10 caliber prospect, maybe a little more than that. But I don't think the new GM comes in and says, man, how could you have traded for whomever? Right, right. Yeah. That's how I look at it. And I get, you're right. It's not ideal. But what's your alternative? You're going to go get rid of AJ Preller and have Josh Stein make these decisions for two months or hire Theo Epstein August 1st? It doesn't work like that. It just doesn't. I mean, who's available? Jeff Lunao? Yeah, I know. I I get it. I understand. They're, they're, they're yeah. Um, Captain Ken, thank you. He says, I get optimism and hope, but from what I've seen, there is no way this team goes 51 to 31 over the remaining season to maybe get a wild card. How many wins do they have right now? 37. So I can 88, one less than last year. The wild card right now is pacing for more than 88 wins, even the last wild card. So, yeah, I mean, 600 baseball to, to be in position to maybe be in games position.
1: over, dude.
2: 20. 20. Yeah, not, not five. <laughs>
1: And they're going to it's, win so much fucking so many series. It's going to be
2: man. It's going to be the, the time of our lives
1: <laughs> if they go on that run. We're we're only halfway of this fucking season, man. I know it's great. this ain't exactly. close to this ain't over. Jesus, I know fifty one and
2: thirty one. It's to either going to be the longest summer wins. ever,
1: or it's going to be the greatest summer ever. There's
2: no in between. <laughs> I know it's like let's see. So what does that mean though? To to equal last year's win total,
1: fifty two and thirty.
2: 52 divided by 82. They got to play 6:34 baseball, which is not happening, unfortunately, because that's crazy baseball,
1: yeah.
2: and they're not playing 6:34 baseball. And for I mean, I, I hope they prove me wrong. I've, I've, but you know, I've asked them, I've kind of questioned them and doubted them and say like, hey, do this, and it doesn't happen this no. year. There's no magic touch. Jim's magic touch. I tried. He tried.
1: I mean, he made Gary Sanchez work for a week. He made I, so, I turned I turned Soto so season long. around a little bit. I tried with Manny. I tried with Bogarts. Ain't happening, guys. I'm I, sorry. Right. Man, I, I, to be a fly on the
2: wall, to to read the emails or the text back and forth between Preller, Seidler, Gruppner, Melvin, whatever this comment, again, Gruppner's business side, but you get my point, to really know what's happening, to know the direction and the what they're trying to now
1: navigate I, through would be I want, fascinating. I would want to see... Like, truly, what that clubhouse dynamic is like. Yeah, that's it. You know, and I mentioned it today on John and Jim. Sometimes you get the wrong personalities together, and it just, for whatever reason, sometimes it doesn't mesh. And we see super teams all the time not work out because the personalities just don't work. And, I mean, in a vacuum, Manny and Bogarts and Soto and Tatis are all amazing talents. And if they are, you know, each on different teams. They're probably the best players on those teams. They could all win a World Series this year in the exact right spot. So, to me, it's about maybe the dynamic between those four just doesn't work, and and I don't know if it does. I don't know if, but as of right now, it's not working, uh, and so it's it's an interesting thing. I, I I want to know just like the dynamic between those four guys because they're the core four they're the guys that were supposed to be one two three four in your lineup and you know just mashing all year long it was it was like it's like who gives a shit about what the rest of the lineup does if these four guys perform it doesn't matter but those guys aren't performing and I, i just would kind of like want to see how that dynamic is working in the clubhouse and as of right now i mean we all see it on the field i just don't know if it's working i don't know if it's working I mean, there's a lot of
2: reasons to think it's not working, truthfully. Um, Does it make a ton of sense? Maybe yes and no, and there's particulars to get into. I mean, Xander Bogarts chose to sign here, but then again, he wasn't getting 280 anywhere else. So, you know, there's pros and cons, and, you know, the pro for Xander Bogarts might have been $280 million. Obviously, Soto was traded here. Um, Machado and Tatis have played together for, you know, the better part of the last half decade. I mean, since 2019, parts of five seasons I, I don't know all the particulars i mean but you're right i mean it's it's a very real question like how does it all play out behind the scenes and what are those relationships like and if they're not genuinely good is it impacting the way the team's performing on field? And, and I see all this stuff. That I social media. Baseball is the most individualistic sport. It doesn't matter. It's not Chris Bosch and, and Dwayne Wade. It does matter. It, I'm telling you, it does. I get it that only Manny Machado is in the batter's box. I get it that only Xander Bogart's fields the ball when the ball yeah. is hit. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I promise you, I could argue easily from my experiences working in professional baseball, which I did, that the dynamic is critically important because they're around each other. Every single freaking second of every single day. In professional basketball, they take days off. LeBron James gets away from his teammates on a Tuesday when they play Monday and Friday. These guys are never away from each other, ever. The relationships and bonds are so particular, and there's real clicks, and this is a real element of the sport. When teams catch lightning like Cincinnati, it's not just on field. It's happening, I guarantee you, in the clubhouse as well. So I'm not saying it always has to be perfect. I'm not saying perfect clubhouse, perfect team. I'm not saying bad clubhouse, bad team. But to pretend like they're completely separate from each other and has no bearing on the success of a team
1: is, I'm telling you, is not accurate. Yep. There's something there. And maybe these guys just don't work together. Like maybe it's you got a couple guys over here, a couple guys over here. And it's just not a good mix. Because when you think about it, you brought in Juan Soto, who was the leader of the Nationals. You brought in Xander Bogarts, who was the leader of the Red Sox. Now, Tatis, I think he's just too young to know any better. And he could be the leader of a team. But, I mean, coming off a suspension year, he kind of doesn't have the any room to do that. And then you pair Soto and Bogarts and Manny together, you have three pretty strong personalities there that if things don't go right, could easily clash. And, you know, just one misstep, this the whole thing could just blow up in your face. And you kind of are afraid that maybe that misstep already happened. And we're just watching the aftermath of this, you know, meshing, not going right. I mean it is if you when you put it that way I mean think about this
2: guys we can't relate to this their combined annual salaries are over 100 million dollars it's non-relatable stuff and plus the stardom associated with playing professional sports at this level you know like from fanfest to now the world has changed this isn't fanfest anymore they're in it Mm-hmm. And the dynamic you thought they had at FanFest on some random stage with Don Orsillo where they say they're going to win 10 straight World Series <laughs> or whatever is not what's happening anymore. Things have changed. I mean, Manny and Tut, I mean, they all make $30 million a year, including Juan Soto in arbitration. He's making 20-something million dollars a year. He's going to make $40 million a year, pot- potentially you know, annually at some point in his career. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, what what is it? Um, What's it called? Like, what's it called? Like, type A. I mean, this is big time stuff. I mean, the dynamics that are playing out here is not me and Jim and Brent preparing for a show. It's no. just not. I mean, what me and Brent and Jim do for a show is not WFAN, Mike and the Mad Dog, and the parta- I mean, it's just different. Totally, it's just completely different. And that's that's how I look at this too. It's like when things aren't going well, to pretend like, oh no, it's it's not the dynamic in the clubhouse. It's not the individual. No, it, it very well could be. I, I'm not guaranteeing that, you know, it's this versus that. But, I mean, it's it's very possible that something's playing out in the clubhouse that's preventing this team from being the team that they should be.
1: That, that's very, very plausible. Yeah, and they were, they were all put together. Like, Tatis didn't play last year. So, what happened? Manny had that whole clubhouse to himself. Right. Juan Soto didn't even get there until August and was a pop compared to Manny. Soto came in. Now, it wasn't great to start, but, like, you know Soto probably took a backseat. Because he's like, I'm coming into a situation where I got a guy here who's playing like an MVP, so I'm going to take a backseat, you know. And then you not only in the offseason add back Fernando Tatis Jr., but then you add Xander Bogarts, who was a a guy that was the face of a franchise in Boston, and then Soto for a full season, and then you know, like it's just it's a lot there. It's a lot of personality that. Honestly, this isn't fantasy baseball. This isn't like a video game where you just put a bunch of players on one team and all the talent there, and you're like, oh, we're going to win. Like, there's a lot of shit that goes on behind the scenes that we don't know about, and there's a lot of shit that, like, is talked about that we don't know about. Like, who says that 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 these guys like each other? I mean, maybe they do, but there's a lot there that is more than just on the field. And when the off the field shit isn't working. It brings itself onto the field. And it's, you were with, you started it, John. It's hard not to put those two and two together to maybe possibly why this team is just shit this year. And they're not playing at a, at a, you know, level that they need to play at.
2: And it would truly, I mean, I don't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe it, you know, when I, you know, I didn't want to believe it a month ago or six weeks ago because you like to think that, well, Bob Melvin as a manager for two decades would have the mechanisms in place or the organization would, to, to keep them pulling in the same direction. And he was asked about it two days ago. He was like, this team will not quit on me. He like point blank. He's like, what happened in 2021 ain't happening under my watch. But some things are outside your control, unfortunately. And I like to think that Bob Melvin is someone that could make this thing work. But to be fair, maybe he can't. And that might not be a reflection on him. I mean, managers have very little role. Like, like what we're talking about, superstardom. Mm. hundreds of millions of dollars these players are earning and you got Bob Melvin who's been a nice manager. He's had a lot of success, but I mean, is that going to, is that going to save a clubhouse? Bob Melvin's not in the clubhouse by his own admission. He's not a, he's
1: not a, Hey, I'm in the clubhouse every two second guy. That's not who he is. And you know, the difference, the thing is here with Bob Melvin, the, what he had in Oakland, he does not have here. And that's time with the players on the team. Like, he he right. in Oakland was there for how long, John? Like over a decade. Yeah, ten seasons I think. So he had his guys, and he knew who the clubhouse guys were. Who he was going to go to in the clubhouse to see what, the the no the pulse of everything. Right. Mm-hmm. He had guys that were there for multiple. Like Josh Donaldson was there for how long? Matt Olson, like you know, Canna. Like they he had a lot of players on that team that were there for a long time. That Mm -hmm. Melvin trusted. Melvin's been here for two seasons. And, like, this is a completely different team than last year. That's not enough time. Do you think that's enough time to, like, develop those things that you need. I mean, maybe it is, yeah, that's but. a whole
2: nother... And again, it's chicken-egg stuff. Now is non-preller because they haven't built the culture from within because they didn't develop these players together and yeah. you piecemeal something together. And again, if it time. works, it sounds great, but if it doesn't, then is it because they piecemeal it together? It's all this... You're running around in circles trying to figure out root causes. I know. Is and, it the clubhouse? Is it their anti-clutch?
1: Is it... You know what I mean? Like, we're looking for root causes and the, you, you can't really find it. And the problem is if... Like I said, those things take time. With this, when you're in a situation that you have no time, and that's I mean, the the time is running out. That's the problem. Is maybe the things that they're missing are developed over time. But that, with that being said, this team doesn't have that time because their time is going to run out before they can get to that point, and they're going to have to change everything. They're not going. They're not. They're not allowed to have that time because of what they did in what they did in the offseason with the money they spent.
2: Correct. Um, okay. There's a couple of things I want to get to. I'm trying to do two things at once right now. Um, look, why don't we do this? I just actually pinned it to the top of the chat about our partnership with our friends over at Foco. Um, I don't know if this will cheer you up or not. It may. They have Padres overalls and you can't see us. And this probably isn't the greatest graphic. I mean, We probably could have done a better job than just throwing it in the middle of the screen, but I don't know how not to. FOCO has been a great partner of ours. If you use promo code Show 10 or Show 10 in all caps, you're going to get 10% off your order. Um, These are available while supplies last. I'm told it's the item of the summer, Jim. And FOCO will be profiling this for National Football League teams in 2023. Padres overalls, not going to be worn on field, I don't believe. (laughs) Uh, Padres overalls are available while supplies last click the link pinned in the top of the chat use promo code wrap up show 10 in all caps wrap up show one zero and pick up some Padres overalls. Would you, would you wear those to work? (laughs) Would you wear them on the wrap up show? Could it turn the Padres season around these overalls? Maybe
1: if they were them on field. If this, if I were, if the Padres, if you told me right now, you were the overalls and the Padres win 12 games in a row, I'd wear them every single day. Yeah, I'll do that. I would too. Even though, see if, if win, that works. You win 12 games in a row, you're only six <laughs> games over 500.
2: <laughs> click the link pinned in the chat, use wrap up your 10 as the promo code, get 10% off. Thank you, Foco, for your support. Of the wrap-up show also while we have a moment we do want to remind you about our friends over at Ora they've been a long time partner on the wrap-up show probably about 18 months at this point um and it's a great company their co-founder will is a huge padres fan and a native san diegan and a big supporter of the work we do and loves this channel um and has been a huge supporter so we thank will and i you know we love his products i've been taking their probiotic for forever now i really have i got sleep pills in my fridge i got immunity pills from aura but i take the probiotic every single day for heart health digestion mental health there's a million reasons to take a probiotic i love the probiotic from aura you should be taking it as well my wife is now taking it as well pre-workout supplements uh proteins after workouts omega-3 oils if you're taking fish oils take an omega-3 oil Mm -hmm. from our friends at aura again sleep pills immunity pills click the link pinned in the chat and you can get to ora.organic. They've got a July 4th sale going on right now, 25% off everything with code USA25. July 4th sale going on right now, 25% off everything with code USA25. You can take it from us. Great way to support the channel. Get healthier. Use the promo code, save money, and check out ora.organic.
1: Yeah, go there right now, www.ora.organic. They have everything you need to live a healthy lifestyle like you said john we got a uh, july 4th sale going on so check them out um if you're having trouble sleep sleeping because you just you know this team is annoying you and keeping you up at night like john said sleep pills they're great um if you are having problems sleeping if you want to work out and you want a good pre-workout go to aura they have a great one the raspberry lemonade flavor Got protein powder, it's all organic, it's all plant based. Go there right now www.ora.organic. When you pick up some supplements, um, let us know and uh, thank us later as well. Um, Captain
2: Ken, thank you again. Um, thank you for the generous super. Did you know David Sampson, CBS HQ? I mean, he's got 40,000 followers. I'm looking him up right now. Um, check out David Sampson's comments regarding the Padres today. One interesting theory he brings up relates to Soto maybe being the problem in the clubhouse. Listen, I just went to his Twitter page, and I he has a YouTube video, and one of his topics, Jim, is do the Padres like each other? <laughs> Which I think is an interesting topic, and one that we're discussing right now. But it. I haven't watched the video, and I don't know what he has to say about Soto. I've got no clue. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to – Pin it on one Soto. I'm not going to pin it on Manny Machado. I'm not going to pin it on. Sam. I don't. I'm not going to pin it on anyone. But I, I can. We can ask the questions.
1: Here's what I'll say about David Samson. All right. Never listen to anything he says about the Padres. Is that Just right? Don't. Because See, I don't even know who he is. He's got a personal vendetta against AJ Preller because David Samson was the GM of the Marlins when uh, AJ Preller... David Samson. Yes. So again, take. No, every time that he speaks about the Padres, it is always negative because he fucking hates AJ Prowler. So okay, take fair. his never take his word for anything. Okay. Okay. Just don't. Another guy that you can never listen to ever. And I don't even know if he's a real person. We talked about this before. Right. Is that Dan Clark? Going guy. Back a while. If you are reading tweets about Dan Clark as somewhat fact, you're a fucking moron. Don't ever listen <laughs> to that troll loser. Even if he, if I don't even know if he's a real person, John, right? I agree. Or if It's I, like I've a chat up, GPT, or like, yeah, I, I've honestly tried to find like this, like Dan Clark, like who is he employed by? I don't, I can't find anything on him. He mm-hmm. is this like mystery enigma that doesn't even exist. So, whoever runs that feed, if that's even a real person or not, never pay attention to that guy because he's also a troll. Yeah, you got to be careful. I mean,
2: and I think for those that have listened to us over the last, whatever, four years in the wrap-up show, watched us on YouTube over the last two years, listened to us on John and Jim, we don't do it in absolutes. I'm not like, Manny Machado said this in the clubhouse and Xander Bogart responded with this. We're not doing that. That's not the game. But I think what is part of the game is we bring our experiences and backgrounds and our knowledge of the sport and watching the Padres every single day And you start to kind of theorize on what the hell is going on. And you can question A.J. Preller's nine-year tenure. You can talk about Bob Melvin's in-game decision-making. And you can kind of talk about why the Padres have been so lackluster on field. And does any of it relate to what's played out in the clubhouse? And by the way, I'm not the one creating that because Kevin Acey has written about it. John Heyman has asked A.J. Preller about it. And now it's become almost a topic of conversation on local sports talk radio and elsewhere. Um, So, yeah, there's that. I mean... (laughs) You know, there's that. And by the way, I missed the super that just rolled in again from our buddy Captain Ken, who says Dave is the former president of Marlins um, as well. So thank you, Ken, for that. (laughs) I don't know, uh, for making us aware. So thank you, Ken, for the super there. But again, I I don't, you know, I'm not just like throwing it against the wall and seeing if it sticks. I really, I I wish that they were 20 games over 500 because it was a lot more fun last year covering this team, and they're 20 games over 500 in September and then good in the postseason. But, we're you know this is the the hand
1: we've all been dealt at this point yeah we we don't come on here and make these blanket claims that we th- like you know we ask the quite we ask a lot of questions about like well, what is this what is that and also kind of the fan perspective of of like this team just right now sucks like that's a factual thing like we're not going on the on our show and saying like aj preller said this Like we're just right, but we might be like, is AJ should AJ Preller come back if this team doesn't make the
2: playoffs? I mean, that's a fair question, is it not? Mm -hmm. And no, it is totally,
1: totally. Let me get um, to another
2: superhero. What do you got?
1: Um, no, like, (laughs) like this. I'm just looking on YouTube, and someone posted a video, like. Padres ownership says that roster will be ripped apart if no results in the next 30 days. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: See, you know what? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. And it's like, listen, we are part of that, like, YouTube ecosphere. And I am glad. And by the way, we're not going to change it based on our comments here tonight. But to lean in so heavily to the clickbaity shit, YouTube has a clickbait element to it. Not really the work we do, because we just do night in and night out recap shows. I mean, our, our headlines are literally Padres 5, Pirates 4, or whatever the final scores of a game. So, I mean, you find it if you find it, if you're searching for Padres. But this whole, like, Padres will sell franchise and move if they don't finish 5. I mean, you could put anything you want on YouTube. And they like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, Padres going to sell the franchise? And all of a sudden, you get all these clicks. But it's like you got clicks based on eating away at your credibility. Like it's a for who for what type situation that plays out constantly. It's amazing it even plays out in the Padres space, but it does. Um, so it is what it is. By the way, we're not going to change that, Jim. And people are going to get clicks for it. You know, that's the way algorithms work. That's what way
1: search works. Yeah, um, the, the, you know, yeah. There's there's one here that I saw. I was like, oh yeah, this one's a great. <laughs> this one's awesome. This is the most clickbaity bullshit ever. And, and to, to their credit, they got a bunch of fucking clicks on it. Juan Soto to be a padre for life, says his agent. Like, like no, did he you. didn't say that. No, yeah. he didn't, actually. You're just fucking trying to get clicks, and that's bullshit. Yeah.
2: It's like it's literally a straight play for clout. <laughs> right. But it's like fake clout. Hey, man, do what you got to do, but fuck, dude uh jd's third thank you for the super says three-quarter of the league has vendetta against tingler preller yeah preller's had an interesting relationship probably with other gms it's it's worked i mean i don't know it's worked out okay for him in terms of what he's been able to get hasn't always worked out when he gets whatever he gets or trades whatever he trades it's been an interesting tenure here it has i mean it, it that's fair i mean it's it's been there's been all kinds of it's been very fascinating his nine years Does he get a 10th year?
1: He's gone nine years. He's on his fourth manager. He's on potentially third failures of his, like major failures for seasons, 2015, 2021, and 2023. One playoff appearance in a regular year and no 90 wins seasons and no NLS division titles. Does he get a 10th year? And, and to, to back it up, not one single player drafted and developed into an all-star through the Padres organization. Yes, I'll I'll,
2: I'll hit him there, and we can have this conversation. I'll I'll give him credit for Tatis. One guy. Yeah, and that's why it's not a lot. I'm not going to say, well, he did this, that, and the other, but I mean, Tatis—he had never played professionally. Right, but that's an anomaly. In- and he's also a special guy. I mean, it may be that he needed nothing from the organization. He just
1: needed himself. It's Fernando Tatis Jr. But every single one of his actual draft picks have all equated to zero all-star appearances, zero anything, nothing, mm-hmm. like literally nothing. And that's a fact. Yeah.
2: Um, Guys, as we always say, we appreciate your support of our partners here on the Wrap Up Show, including our friends at Underdog Fantasy. They've got this seventh inning stretch contest going on right now. You can sign up from now through July 14th. Draft your team. They take care of the rest. There are no waivers. There are no trades. They will set your lineup at the end of each week. There's no setup necessary at all. It is $7 to enter. That's it, 7 bucks. You can win part of one hundred fifty thousand dollars in prizes. Thirty k to first place. It closes July fourteenth. If you use promo code Pods Wrap P A D S W R A P, you will get a one hundred percent deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Promo code Pods Wrap P A D S W R A P, a one hundred percent deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Again, at Underdog Fantasy or the Underdog Fantasy app, they have daily pickems going on. We have shared with you how easy it is to win on the pickems, how fun it is to play daily fantasy, whether it's drafting or pickems if you're going to be playing daily fantasy do it with our friends at underdog fantasy go to underdog use promo code p-a-d-s-w-r-a-p and get a 100 percent deposit match up to 100 are we still here
1: yeah i got nothing else man
2: well alex does um alex thank you he says real bummed about crony having a terrible season he spoke today to kevin right or was he yesterday about this um all-star last year and easily on the mount rushmore of the nlds series last year what a letdown yeah it was amazing um last year in the postseason but yeah it's been a huge letdown and it looks like a really bad deal right now that the padres handed out to corona worth but he did um what yeah bad deal. a bad deal and that's a preller deal that come i mean does that come in his final year he he's he departs and he was part of that deal that ties jake Cronenworth here for the next six years after this year
1: i guess so yeah well here's the thing it's this isn't just like an outlier season for jake Cronenworth. he's been in a decline since he came up with the padres every single year has been worse and worse and worse is this one of these things from carlos where he tries to get me to go off on the tangent or the soliloquy hold on hold on as lame as this is I at least get a chuckle out of how much John and Jim belittle Jace at, at every and any chance for the team's failures. But Bomo Bo Mo with a better team is untouchable. Tell me you've never watched the show without telling me you've never watched the show.
2: By the way, who didn't belittle Jace Tingler? And it wasn't personal. You were pro-Jace Tingler? You thought he deserved another year? No, you didn't, Carlos. And how critical, has anyone been more critical overall, Bob Melvin? I mean, we don't scream every day and say, fire him, because that's stupid. But we were critical last year of the postseason. We've been critical throughout the course of this recent rut, including in San Francisco, Monday and Tuesday not a week ago, where we literally spent two straight shows questioning his in-game managing. Mm-hmm. What would you like me to do? Do you want me to call AJ and say he's got to go? And then air it on the radio? <laughs> or do it in chat GPT? You want me- yeah, what he- do you want me to say?
1: Let me give you AJ's number, and you can text him right now, right? Seriously,
2: seriously, Carlos, what do you want me to say? I'll, I'll pull up your next comment. I want you to react to what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, man. Right? People think the answer is firing AJ Preller in season. Jim, Jim, dude, Jim has been the biggest critic of AJ Preller for three years. And he's telling you don't fire him in season because he has a reason to say that because he thinks it's asinine to do it. And we've talked about the reasons. I've been critical of Bob Melvin for two years. Anyone that watches this show knows it or listens to John and Jim. I also think you'd be making, a, you're, you're on the wrong path. Just fire Bob
1: Melvin in the middle of the year. That's yeah, how yeah. I feel. You're ask, and they're, they're asking for suicide. And you're like, well, hey, they fired uh, y- you know, Buddy Black in the middle of the year. Well, that was because AJ wanted his own guy in there and he's a GM and he was a young GM and still very impulsive like he is now. And regardless, Buddy Black was was a, you know, dead man walking. So it's Mm -hmm. like, might as well just get it done now instead of wait this thing out. Well, yeah, like you said, I mean, but like, okay, yeah, you know, first year GM. It's like he had, he had some leash
2: Mm -hmm. to make. He has no leash. None. So, yeah, go, you're so whatever. <laughs> I don't
1: even want to get into it because it's a stupid it's conversation. Not it. It's not worth it. It's really not. It's really not. Um, Okay. Got nothing else, dude. I'm done. I got nothing else on this fucking team Jim's right now.
2: done. All right. We're back tomorrow. Please join us tomorrow. Three o'clock on the radio. We'll break down the series finale because the game's at 930 in the morning. So join us tomorrow on the radio. Three o'clock, John and Jim. And, of course, you can join us here on the wrap-up show throughout the course of the week. Red series coming up. Friday night. So we're here with you as we now turn the page to the second half of the year and put our attention maybe towards the trade deadline because this team just hasn't performed. Unfortunately, who would have ever thought June 28th? You're talking about, hey, who can you move at the trade deadline? I mean, that's insanity. That is insanity. So if you're here, like we've talked about, we're trying to get to 5000 subscribers. We're on our way because of you guys. If you wouldn't mind it, it doesn't cost you a penny. Hit that subscribe button. We appreciate it. We're within, I don't know, 40, 50, 60, 70 subscribers of 5,000. So thank you for that. Please subscribe. Please smash the like button for us. You can follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. Please support our partners, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. John, they fired their manager 50 games into the season. And their manager had had a terrible year the year before, by the way, as well, and was Anyway, uh, Mark Nimitz at Farmers and Jay- It was actually earlier than 50 games into the season, Girardi, last year, I think. Anyway, support yeah. Mark Nimitz, our title fire. sponsor.
1: Fire Go fire, ahead. Melvin, see what happens.
2: Uh, aura, aura <laughs> right or Organic. Click the link down below. Underdogfancy.com. Use promo code PODSWRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P, and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. And if you want those overalls, click the link pinned in the description right now. Use promo code Show 10 Show 10 and get 10% off your order. Nothing else to
1: say. Good night. Peace. Bye. Peace. Thank you.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today